Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from H.R. Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Michael, we could not make it to StampX this year. I went we a couple couldn't. of years ago. I don't think you've actually been yet to StampX, have you? No. I really wanted to go. I wanted to get my plush uh, stamp bug. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, <laughs> go on StampX's Instagram or website, look for stamp bug, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. If anyone mm-hmm. at StampX, uh, I'm looking at guys like Chris Green, who I know are there, uh, can hook me up with a plush stamp bug, let me know. Um, yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. But we are talking to somebody from StampX. We're talking to Franz Fedra, who mm-hmm. is the uh, founder and I believe head uh, president of Fila Search, yep. which is a European auction and dealer hosting platform, sort of mm-hmm. um, uh, akin to something like a hip stamp or a Dell camp or a stamp auction network. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that same family of companies. And yeah. um, we're going to talk to Franz a little bit about, uh, you know, what they're hoping to get out of StampX, a little bit of history about the business. And I think, um, you know, maybe American collectors can can learn something from this as well, because it's a site yeah. that, um, you know, maybe maybe people over here on this side of the Atlantic aren't as familiar with. I'm definitely guilty of that myself. I don't think I've, I've used it. And, um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Fantastic. Well, let's bring friends in and uh, and and I'm looking forward to this chat. Absolutely. Here we go. So thank you very much for joining us. I see you, you, you mentioned that you were just uh, struggling with some London traffic and I see uh, a StampX stand behind you. Why don't you tell people who uh, maybe don't know where you are or who you are, just give us a little bit of background about, um, uh, about what's going on the, these next couple of days in London. I mean, the next couple of days from tomorrow until Saturday, the StampX show, the autumn show is running, I think, with around 800 dealers and auction houses. So I think it's the biggest show in England for sure, Mm. and also one of the biggest in in Europe. So, and it's always, and England is the area, or Stampex is the area, I think you find for each area, you can collect, you find a collector who visit it. That's a fantastic thing on StampX. Yeah. So. And, and for you personally, for, um, uh, for Fearless Search, what, uh, what is your presence like? What, you know, what are you hoping to get out of um, uh, a StampX like this? So is, is it- I mean, to... for us, it's important first to, yeah, to, to help StampX. That's a one point, which I think is important because I think even if we are an internet company, uh, the social part of the hobby, which you it's the auctions and the shows, I think it's very important. And if everybody says uh, we don't go because it's not important for us, it's not good for the hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is why we do shows worldwide. One thing is that it's for us the easiest way to meet our clients, the auction houses and dealers. And at the same time, 
which I think is very important. We have the contact to the collectors. Yeah. And we, we get directly their needs, their questions, how we can help them, which helps us to make PhiloSearch better for them. So it's, it's a, for this, it's a win-win situation for us. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. As, as more and more places go online, it's, it's important to keep supporting shows. I mean, it, as an internet dealer solely myself, I go to shows specifically for the same, same exact reason, to meet people, but to support the shows. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's important. Um, can you talk a little bit about the website itself? What what it is you do? How it started? Um, I think especially uh, for, for for American collectors who yes. are maybe uh, not as familiar with you know in Europe it's uh, you know it's it's everywhere. But mm -hmm. for an American collector, sort of walk us through what uh, what PhiloSearch is and uh, what it does. The idea of PhiloSearch is uh, to give collectors the opportunity to look to a lot of material not by auction house to auction house. So if they collect the area like US, they see the material of all, if they want, they see the listing of all the companies who are online at the moment. And we, but not only as US, it's very specialized like in US in the, in the issues from from the 1850 on with to the to, to all the issues, but also that we not only take the auction lots or dealers lots and list them by by issues and areas, we also go through the descriptions and make a cross reference of the items. So if somebody doing railroad he finds all, with one click, he finds all the railroad in this area. Mm. Or if he is, if doing some doing postal history, if he does transatlantic mail, he gets all the transatlantic mail in one shot. And as the co collection getting more and more specialized, that was the idea to give the people the possibility to, to find the items quick. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have to search every single auction catalog. You're really searching them all at the same time. It's, it's bringing up. If, uh, if you want, or you can yeah. do it auction by auction. Right, right. And uh, so you have both opportunities, but you also can save your search. So you always have the possibility if I say, okay, so I'm not so good in US philately, <laughs> uh, but if you would say, okay, what is it? Say uh, issue 1867, the 70s, where you have the fancy cancellations and things mm. like this. So you want especially only this issue with a certain cancellation or with a certain, uh, with a certain town or city, you can store it. And whenever the system, ever, whenever something is listed, the system would show, send you a, once a week an email and would say, hello, Charles, that's the new items for your collection area. Interesting, that's, that's excellent. I mean, that's, re that's really- this doing started when 
I was stealing in stamps because I had a worldwide stock mm -hmm. and said it's the only possibility that you have the thematic topic collectors. So at the end, you have one stamp and can show it on, say, five or six different places or cover. And so that was how it started. And as I was, first, I wanted to only to do it for my company. And then a friend said, when we showed it first time in 87 on a show, uh, he said, okay, I put also my material. So he was uh, IT, uh, IT guy and, but he was also in stamps. So we had this connection that I could, I could explain what I want as a philatelist from him as a output in, in the software or on the website. So that is how it started. And it's not just for auction houses, it's for dealers as well, as well correct? There's fixed price Yes, it's, it's for, uh, for dealers, uh, registered dealers and auction houses. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we never wanted to copy eBay, our neighbors right. here, or others, because we said we always want to have the control what is offered. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, when we started, we already give this that the people, when they buy something on or in a shop on, on filler search, they can give it back for 30 days or things like this, because we always wanted that the collectors have the confidence right. in what they are buying and they had always the name of the buyer. Mm -hmm. So there was no anonymous, so there was always the full name of the auction house and also of the dealers. Interesting, yeah. So you've been um, obviously uh, focused on the online marketplace for for a while now, but the last two two and a half years twenty three um, years. <laughs> so so for for twenty three years you've been focused on this, and then I feel like about two and a half years ago, uh, many people who maybe weren't focused on the online marketplace very quickly had to adapt and learn a lot more. So what has the pandemic been like for you as somebody who had the infrastructure and was, you know, sort of there uh, waiting for people to come to the online marketplace? Yeah, has, have I, you mean, seen I think we are winners or so the whole market was winner of the, uh, mm. of the situation. And our main focus in this time was these uh, people who came came new into the say online market to help them to to get the results as easy as possible mm -hmm. and that they also trust the whole thing right so that was also shortly before covid we started to make agreements like in germany with the german expert committee Mm -hmm. and the international expert committee. So they, they can mark a lot immediately if it's, in their opinion, a forgery or if something is wrong and send us uh, a message. And then the, we contact the auction house immediately that uh, there's something wrong on the item. Mm -hmm. And it oh. should be removed within 24 hours. Wow. That's um, that's pretty advanced.
I, I, I think that's great because, you know, for, through much of this hobby's history, whether it's, you know, Heinrich Kohler, the man was a great expert and now the firm carries on his legacy. And in America, a lot of the greatest experts have also been dealers. I do think there is um, a necessary relationship. You know, you, you talk about how strongly regulated and, and controlled the, the marketplace is for you. Um, I, I think that's, um, you know, something that uh, maybe people don't realize that it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, they need you to, to buy their material and you need them to buy material from you. And I think that the fact that uh, Field Research is so involved in that side of things and wants to create, you know, no anonymity, um, you know, no forgeries, things like that. I think that, um, you know, ha having that sort of control is something that's very important to the hobby. Everyone has to look after one yeah, another, so, the dealers, so, so, the marketplace, the collectors. The, the collectors must have uh, the trust either that first that it's already controlled through us and the and the experts from the, like from the IAP or the PPP in Germany, mm -hmm. we're trying to get others in because I think it's very important. Yeah. Also like uh, we have some, some collectors, I mean, which are in the status of experts in their country, which look through the areas and leave a message if there is something wrong or if the descriptions are wrong or also if somebody offers a reprint like we have it in Croatia now so they offer reprints of the of the famous souvenir sheet mm -hmm. but say yeah the wording is a little it's that you couldn't also think okay it's a very cheap offer and yeah. The problem with collectors is create something, uh, stop thinking, and then they buy something which is worth ten dollars. Mm. In the and they mean they made the big, the big find. Right. And so, so if something like this happened, we mark it as as a reprint. So how many items would you say uh, are, are on PhiloSearch at any given point, um, dealer-wise? Because I know in, the options can fluctuate. In the average, it's around a million. Wow, okay. That's... Uh, shops and auctions. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a lot to kind of look through, but that's, that's a massive offering and a lot to police for those experts as well. Yeah, but it's... it's if, if I look, I mean... I get most of the messages, yeah. uh, it's always the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's understandable. It's always the same. Uh, yeah. You see, also the auction houses, with, with them we work, hmm. we choose. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like if we have an auction house and sees that there comes regularly reprints and yeah. forgeries, we only tell them, Okay, don't list with us. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions was have you did you see during the pandemic an influx of of dealers and and auction houses signing up to list their material? Yeah, we got smaller auction houses because okay, we are lucky we had all mostly all the names we already had. If right. we 
take the, the Köhler Corinfila Hamas group, if we take Siegel in, in the States, if we take Cherrystone, you name it. So it was more the smaller auction houses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who came. But also there, it's also the problem they, they sometimes have not the philatelist with the knowledge if they get certain material. Yeah, yeah. And there is enough people out who try to use these small auction houses mm. to place, say, things which are not yeah. so good. Right, right. No, that's understandable. Um, as as far as that, the yeah, small I, I... auction houses is a big opportunity to for the collectors because they see material sometimes they say even as an advanced collector he never would see because he never would get the, the auction catalog yeah 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 so on the other hand it makes it a little more difficult for certain people to buy because it's seen from more people yeah yeah it's a it's a double-edged sword <laughs> yeah <laughs> But okay, at the same... for, for the auction house is good because they get better results. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say for for these smaller auction houses, it's almost a necessity to uh, to to be on the on Philosearch. Um, otherwise, the the better results they just be losing out on on the visibility for the customers. Yeah. 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 Because at the moment we have approximately uh, the average is six and a half thousand visitors a day. Okay. That's for a special, very specialized site. Yeah. A very good to have six and a half. And if the, now if the if the auction season still starts, so we're getting up to ten thousand uh, unique visitors a day. Mm -hmm. So. That's... But then that has you have to take into account there too. A lot of these people are receiving their their emails on saved searches, so these are people who are coming with the idea to buy material. So yeah. it's some people who are just waiting, looking at their email. If they see a ping, they they come to the site. So it's these six and a half to ten thousand visitors are people with intent. They're not just um, yeah. They they really looking for either for sure. And don't yeah. forget, if they get their email uh, with the notifications, they still think, okay, the system may miss something. So yeah. they look through their areas anyway, yeah. or they have, most of the collectors have not only one area. So <laughs> they, they look for, mm -hmm. or they opened a new field yeah. Because, so say looking through other things and automatically. Mm -hmm. So how many people are on staff at the website? Uh, well, we at the moment, we are 15 employees. Okay. Wow. That's still, that's, that's a lot, but that's um, concentrated for the amount of, amount of material on there. So that's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's one, one part is, the, the platform filler search mm -hmm. but we also doing software for auction houses mm -hmm. and so this has also constantly improved so our software is with 75 
80 auction houses today worldwide. Mm. So it means it has to maintain the whole time and there's always new things you can invent or create uh, to make it better. So the, the 15 has have really to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I don't know is, do you collect personally? I know uh, you, you talked about how you got into the business, but are you uh, a stamp collector yourself? And if so, what do you uh, what are you going to be uh, looking for? At yeah, I, I had, you see, I always said I, I, I have to collect very strange areas because I don't want it to get in competition with my clients. <laughs> That's so, a good philosophy. Yeah, yeah. So I started always stupid areas like uh, incoming mail to Saudi Arabia hmm. or island to island. And today it's said I collect used panorama cards. So <laughs> these folded cards. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But only used. Because the nice part on it is that they are mostly not postcard postage. They were mostly worldwide letter postage. They are often sent registered. So you have a lot of, yeah, also postage due, things like this. Hmm. And those can be quite delicate after uh, so many years as well. I know. when they, yeah, I, I've seen plenty that are just half of a panorama card. <laughs> yeah, you find some, you find some unused, used in perfect condition, and only then I take them. Say, so sometimes a little difficult. Mm, sure. <laughs> and there, there are some which are quite rare. So, um, Numa search and antique search. What is, um, if if I if I may, what is their relationship to fill a search as well? Is it something that you run as well, or are they kind of sisters? So we run this as well. Uh, Numa search came because we had auction houses, stamp auction houses, which went into, or I, I mean, they got how you name it, say. They got the estate and there were stamps yeah. and coins. So yeah. they started also to to put the coins into the mm-hmm. in their auction catalogs. And in the in the beginning we made it within filler search, then it got more, then we said we have to also in in our way of thinking, we have to specialize this also yeah. and keep it keep it separate from the stamps. Right, okay. But as we we see that a lot of coin collectors are also in stamps and the other way around, so we we can connect them. Yeah, that was gonna be my, my next question, which was a lot, kind of larger picture, was do you have kind of analytics on the crossover between the people who are visiting Phila Search, then Numa Search, then Antique Search. How many customers of this, say 6,500 daily are bouncing back and forth collecting everything? 
So I would say it's 30%. Okay. No, that's significant. Yeah. That's... I think uh, it's uh, approximately 30%, mm -hmm. which going looking on both. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, um, that, that, and that's always good to know. Antique these. search is, is from the ideas the same. Mm -hmm. As you're getting more and more auction houses, which have watches or there is estate and they have a, a painting or something, some mostly nothing big or books. So that's often also which fits into the, in the numismatic or in the philately mm -hmm. part, because if it's older books, you get part of history sometimes in these books, which you can use for the postal history. Mm -hmm. And does NumaSearch and uh, Antique Search kind of work in the same way where there's dealers, auction houses, and then yeah, you said there's a million items? From the, on... system, from the system, it's totally the same. So how many coins are on NumaSearch at any time? You said about a million stamps as far as lots and, and single stamps. Maybe 100,000, 100, 150,000. It's okay. starting to grow. It's okay. starting to grow. It's it's slowly coming and it's more and more auction houses and dealers. Mm -hmm. So, but the, the important part is this cross yeah. part. And also the, because uh, some of these auction houses would never go on the big uh, portals for, for coins or banknotes. Mm -hmm. which is also a very interesting part, the banknotes and the coins and the banknotes. Are, so they never would go there, but the co uh, collectors now know that there are small auction houses, mm -hmm. which they would not see any, on any other port. Right, right. A and they only need really one account in order to bounce back and forth yeah, between these three Yeah, they need one sites. account yeah. to see all the auctions. Yeah, well, it's kind of like a one-stop shop for all your collectibles uh you know collectible needs yeah yeah L like this yeah yeah when did uh when did numa search when did you start that five years ago okay five years five six yeah. years ago okay and so... two years later we started antique search mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. it was like a logic way to do it yeah to separate them of course, yeah. To separate them, but all at the same time, they are connected. Right. No, of course. I mean, it's logical to separate them because only 30%, while being a significant number, only 30% of people are kind of cross-platform, if you will, which means only 70% are collecting just coins or collecting just stamps on the site. So the people who are going to fill a search don't necessarily want to see coins all the time. There needs to be a separate yeah. place for that. But, no, that makes but sense. you, I mean, last time I had a, coll a, a Lao collector. Yeah. Okay. Yes. He, he has a fantastic Lao stamp and postal history collection. Mm -hmm. So he called because he wanted to edit banknotes mm -hmm. to his collection. Yeah. So, and he only called and wanted to know if it works the same way where I like the stamps. Right, right. Because no, but... the, the, he had no idea how a 
banknote auction will work if it works like a stamp auction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so it's a tremendous service to people who want to then branch out as well. Um, that's a good point. And so interesting part is also that you have the younger collectors, but you, I mean, I have a collector from Luxembourg. He is now 95. <laughs> he calls me regularly because he forgets his password. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, I made him a password I can remember, but I find it, <laughs> but I find it fantastic that he goes with 95 on filler search, looking for his areas and yeah. and has his his fun yeah to yeah. find something or even only to search for it yeah so um the the dealers when say for example a new dealer comes in they want to submit items do you kind of scrub their existing websites or do they have to post the material to fill a search or? it's it's uh it's a one way or the other. Okay. We have, we have uh, dealers where we grow their site mm -hmm. and take the material, but we never list more with a, with a stamp dealer or a postal history dealer. Mm -hmm. We never uh, list more than 2,000 items. Okay. A month. Right. So that the, the items getting regularly changed. Interesting. Okay, so it's it's two thousand different items a month. Yeah. So nothing's ever stagnant. It's not just a stagnant inventory. Yeah, it's uh, that you don't have dead. I name it dead items because yeah. if the collector comes the first time he looks out, this is nice. I think to buy it. Or mm -hmm. he comes back. If he sees it, this the third or fourth time. Yeah. yeah. He lose interest. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And if they know that there's a deadline on it, it makes people act quicker. Because um, in the auction, they have to decide. Yeah. Harmer's yeah. auction is on 22nd of October, so I have to decide on 22nd of October. <laughs> do I want the items or do I not want it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bid now or forever. Hold your peace. Yeah. Yeah. And what our clients also love in the meantime is our, we name it online, online live auctions. So say it runs like a, a normal uh, room auction, but the auctioner is, uh, is the server. Okay. So it starts at a certain time with slot number one when it's sold the next lot comes. The nice part for the collectors is the auctioner doesn't see their bit. The, hit, uh, the okay. bits are all hidden. Only the server knows what's, what's going on. Interesting. Okay. So you, it's like it acting as an agent, but for the entire auction. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's, um, and is that, that's hosted at like at, at no fee to the to the buyers it's no fees to the buyers uh, yeah. for the buyers or for the users it's totally free right right interesting okay. for the users it's totally free also if they store their searches or if they have hundreds of searches it's free 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, the only where we from time to time charge from a collector if he wants a very special uh, archive search. Mm. So, because filler search stores all results, all items since 23 years. Huh. So you've got historical data for everything, everything sold. In everything the whatever listed on filler search is stored and archived. And sometimes we have collectors who say, okay, uh, I have this special number. I want to know how many of them on cover were sold in the last 20, how many exist or were on auction in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So was this they have this we do from time to time or if somebody is doing a book or something and need need some information, then we do it. Yeah. No, that's a fantastic resource as well. That's that's a uh, that's a great service to to provide to people. Yeah, because we want to set say if they get information uh say go forward yeah absolutely no you need an informed uh clientele in order to to keep the hobby going i i agree completely because that's i think it's very important that they get enough knowledge yeah yeah that's also we started now news that we also literature has his own part so yeah if there is coming a special say there's a special catalog US, uh, auction catalog, he comes on the US, he comes, uh, so I'm back on the fancy cancellation. So he would find it in this way. So that he finds it under the country, but also now it's a rubric, uh, foreign countries, special, special sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and things like this or, or general literature, if it's a handbook or if it's only a catalog or if it's a periodical or things like this. To make it for the collectors easier to find something like this. Yeah, yeah. And easier to know how many of these items exist, really. You know, if if there's that many of them on fill a search, it helps their exhibits, it helps, yeah, it helps everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are both very jealous that you get to be at Stampex these next couple of days. We're both uh, tied up at our office. You're we, coming I, over? You're coming no, over? I, I, I wish. I wish. All the uh, all the Europeans will be there, I think, but I'm, I'm stuck here in New York. But no, we hope you have a wonderful time. I hope you meet new contacts and new clients. And we just want to thank you for, um, for, for giving us a bit of insight. I think it'll be very eye-opening to uh, to American customers in particular yeah. to learn more about uh, field research and, and what its capabilities are. So we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Yeah, it was a real, real pleasure. Absolutely. Well, and thank ho- you hopefully so much. there's not too much more traffic uh, to deal with. Uh, yeah, now I only have, uh, now it's all in walking distance. <laughs> very good. Well, enjoy this weekend and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Okay, have a nice day. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Bye. Bye. That was great, Michael. You know, 
working for um uh, working with a number of european companies phil mm. is something i've had a an awareness of uh, you know and, and worked with for a number of years we uh, you know we've, we've hosted our sales on field of search but i hope that this really does help more people in america learn about the service um again they, they're obviously working with collectors and i think really uh trying to help uh you know prove to be a valuable resource to collectors and um, you know it looks like uh, everyone's setting up their stands and everything yeah. it looks like a busy time in london so uh, i'm glad he was able to um uh, you know, take a few minutes to, to chat with us. No, absolutely. It definitely informed me. I mean, it's great hearing from these, uh, from these places overseas. We talked to Sebastian, uh, I think over a year ago now. And it, for me, learning about these places that I, you, you had the European auction houses, I, I don't have that aspect. So I'm hearing about these places for the first time. Um, so it, it, I'm learning a lot about them and, um, yeah, I, I hope it helps others as well kind of learn maybe take a look and uh and and buy some stuff maybe <laughs> absolutely no again yeah. this this was a lot of fun mm -hmm. um i'm very happy jealous we can't be at stampex like yeah, I, I said uh but i feel like we're sort of there vicariously and uh, i'm sure we'll do some more coverage of the show yeah we're tomorrow this is gonna get confusing tomorrow we're talking to isabel but this episode will be airing monday isabel's episode we don't have to Thursday. do this to people again so, nah, okay I, yeah <laughs> um no these episodes will air when they air yeah um, as always true. you can find us apple podcast google podcast spotify podcast flatterlypodcast.com flatterlypodcast at gmail.com whatever day of the week it is whether it's in the future <laughs> or the past that's where you can find us i can't even keep track of, uh, of our own schedule so uh so yeah michael this was a lot of fun no, and um absolutely. let's let's do it again real soon tomorrow or yesterday yesterday whenever I'll talk to you soon. Um, sounds great. Talk to you later. Bye.